ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dogs and cats, children of all ages, I introduce you the future legend. He is the host of Let's Talk Podcast. The one, the only, I introduce you, Philip! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 174. I'm your host, Philip. And today, I have a guest who is no podcast. We'll make his return. And he has a book that's coming out, which is already out in Australia today, which will be coming out in the U.S. tomorrow, which is available on Amazon, called Liam Hollow. And today, I have a guest named Fergus Ferguson. Welcome back to the show, man. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you for having me and bumping the uh, the date up to coincide with its release as opposed to double booking on Halloween. It's worked out well. Yeah, definitely. Um, for people who don't know, we're supposed to schedule, uh, you're supposed to be on my podcast on Halloween, and which my mistake, I got that time zone <laughs> mixed up for some reason because we ha- I had two guests I was willing to do two back-to-back podcasts on Halloween, but you messaged me this morning. I think we could do it. So we were able to do it today, which is where here we are right now. And now the author um, writing this book. Now, let me ask you this. Were, were you planning to write a book for a while or you just um, think, of, you know what, I should write a book just, you know, just recently? So I originally posted it in the fan fiction section. It's original work. It's not based off of anything, but I originally had an idea it's 12 years ago now. I posted the thread but never wrote it. My idea mm-hmm. was originally to have a a uh, pro wrestler turned serial killer. That was the original idea. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's played out now. So I went a different yeah. way with it. But um, there's still the name was originally called Ian Hollow. Um, it's been changed to Liam Hollow, but there's still a, a similar theme somewhat running through it there. But, um, yeah, I'm like, oh, I saw that there was a Australian wrestler named Craven. He published a short story called Wondrous Soul, and he's working on a book, which I can't remember the name of, but I saw that he posted a short story on Amazon, and you could get it as a paperback as well. I'm like, oh, you can you can do that? Amazon does all that for you? Then I thought, oh, well, considering I wrote um, Ian Hollow as a fan fiction, its original name, mm-hmm. I could bump it up longer and make it into a novella because I had plenty of time on my hands because we're in lockdown here in New South Wales at the moment. So yeah, gave me something to do. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't even know Amazon does that until you post a link uh, on the PW board and I believe on Facebook when you advertise your book and that you got so much time. And I read your book today, um, which is about a professional wrestler, uh, and tell tell me a brief not maybe not tell the whole no no spoiler of course because you want people to buy your book. Um, tell me what that comes with the idea. I mean, not what come with the idea, but um, that tell me about what this book is about. So it's presented as a travel journal, but it's more so just a stream of consciousness about this man. His real name is Brian Holloway. He wrestles as Liam Hollow, and he just. 
he basically, well, not slowly, like fastly just becomes just just a scumbag. He starts to do more morally questionable stuff. And so I feel like you start off, some stuff happens, you're like, oh, yeah, I could see, like, each side of that. And I thought, like, in some stories you'll see, like, for example, The Wolf of Wall Street, the main character is a scumbag. People love that movie. Like, how long people are willing to go along with the main character of a story, how long people are willing to support someone being an absolute scumbag was was the general idea. Okay, okay, okay. Now, um, now, are you planning to, now you got this book, which will come out tomorrow on October 1st in the US, which is already out on in Australia today. Are you planning to maybe later in the future write in any other short story books? Um, I was thinking I'll probably write a full novel. I have something in mind. Mm-hmm. It'll probably take a a full year to write, like a full full novel. I just did this during because I wanted to make sure I was done before we come out of lockdown here, and then you know right. I'd be distracted with with other things to do. So yeah, I'll probably write a novel, see how that goes. But that's that's at least a year away. Yeah, and and you. Now you write this about wrestling book. You is there maybe any plans to write like I don't know fiction book, science fiction, or horror story of some sort, or maybe another wrestling book? Um, the next book I have in mind more of a a futuristic style book in like an alternate reality in the future is what I have in mind. But as for wrestling and everything, just with this book, like it's not really based. And any right. real life experiences other than being an independent wrestler, but obviously, like, right where you know, I have trouble like imagining certain stuff. So, I'm like, obviously, like, I do wrestling, I do the travel involved, I can use a lot of that in the story, but nothing that happens in the book is okay. like based off anything that happens in in reality because the book doesn't really paint pro wrestling and his travels in, in a, a positive light whatsoever. So, it, it's like, it's not like that in reality, but that's the kind of book. I wanted to write. It's not really a, a bright and happy book, but that's the the mood I was in when I when I wrote it, and people seem to enjoy it on PW, so I elaborated. Yeah. Okay. 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 Now, um, let's talk about this character, Leon Hollow, and I know you were in the wrestling business. If you ever met Liam Hollow, you know, let's say Liam Hollow's real life, how you present to him or how you when you interact this guy if you know an actual this actual person is real. You know uh, I, mean? I guess I'd just I just do my match and and leave him to his mm-hmm. peace because you can tell from the book he's uh not really out to directly screwing it screw anyone over. He'll do it from the shadows. He'll be like be someone that's not gonna shoot you in the front, put it that way. Right, right. So it, you know, and when I was reading this book, it's kind of remind me. Now I know you say it's not based on anything else, but kind of remind me. I don't know for some, for some reason, it remind me of this whole Montreal screw job going on behind closed doors. You know what what's plans? You know this and that in the behind the scene. And with you know while I'm reading this book, it's like uh, you know travel this and that whatever. Now I'm not saying this, this is like a Montreal screw job. I'm just saying what you know what could be going on or if that makes any sense um you know what i mean oh absolutely it definitely focuses 
more so on what's happening backstage and how, how Liam Holo manipulates the situations backstage in it. There isn't really too much of the wrestling matches in there. There's one match that gets described quite in length, but most matches are just, you know, this is what happened. They're a small portion of the book. But as I said, there's some, like, obviously I'm an independent wrestler. If I struggle imagining stuff to write fiction, I can at least draw from being an independent wrestler in in reality. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Definitely there's a lot of egos and conflict involved with the Montreal Screwjob. Same things that come to a head in, in this book. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and is that, is that um, now let me ask you this. When you wrote this book, do you have, like, a goal in mind just to, like, a you know, educate people who wants to be a professional wrestler, they know what's maybe give them an maybe an idea, maybe not an actual true events basically, which is not event, but giving them an idea what could help them prepare when they start traveling, go to work. Um, I think probably this book isn't really a guide to anything because it obviously the whole scenario of the book somewhat paints everything in a negative picture because the person in the, I wouldn't say the, the character is a negative person, but he obviously has, um, he doesn't really care about anyone but themselves. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that this probably paints independent wrestling in the, in the worst light it could, but that's what it needed to be, be sort of a, a dark story. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Uh, and now, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm, Losing my voice right now. Uh, now, and let's talk about this whole. While we get back to the book, now, have you been watching AEW and WWE lately? Right. Um, I watched the AEW pay per view. I tried and watch Dynamite on the PS4 internet browser, but mm-hmm. after twenty twenty five minutes, it always cuts out and then just completely crashes. I don't know why. So I pretty much watched the the two opening matches. On AEW, but um, yeah, I watched I watched Extreme Rules and that uh that that mess of a pay per view finish. But yeah, I've been somewhat keeping up to date with what's been happening. Okay, uh, is Extreme Rules watchable? Because I haven't watched it yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know the green shirt guy that said all the pay per views. Yeah, he wasn't even there, so I feel like that oh. answers your question. Oh wow. Well, okay, I'll get, I'm definitely not gonna watch it then because I am a part of watching it. <laughs> so okay, okay, and now, and I know your your boy Brock Lesnar making the turn get ready to have a match with Roman Reigns at uh, Crown Jewel, which I don't know when that is. I think next month. I think. What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I'll, I'll happily watch Brock vs. Roman uh, a thousand times. It's gonna yeah. be interesting watching them wrestle now that it's. The different dynamic where Roman Reigns is the heel and Brock is a face, but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, definitely, and this will be a universal championship. I mean, they have the storyline with Paul Heyman, who no stranger with Brock Lesnar, but now Brock Lesnar has a face. Now, is it just me or Brock Lesnar look like a more badass with that gold key and that hair tied up as a ponytail? Yeah, it's definitely cool. It's definitely a, a new look. He's had rocked the same sort of look for for quite a while, so it's good he's changed it up a bit. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and he's a fake now. After this whole match with Wolverine, Wiggins, what's next for Brock Lesnar? Let's assume he didn't win the title. I feel like he's just going to disappear again to a Survivor Series or something right. like that. Yeah. 
Okay. And you any maybe any idea or guess who you might work with next or who's in few next after Roman wins? Um I'm not quite sure. I really enjoy Brock's matches as they're just an attraction match. Like right. they have their uh have their formula, that's why he doesn't wrestle all the time. True, true. But um yeah, he said he'd like to work with smaller opponents and they tend to be his uh his best matches, his matches with Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe I wasn't really a huge fan of. But his match with Daniel Bryan, his match with AJ Styles, they were both excellent. So those sort of opponents I'd like to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like to see his match against Bobby Lashley. Come on, I, I oh I'm, yeah, that that's the exception. Oh, I'm dying for that match though. It, it needs to happen at WrestleMania. Not, I'll be. I guess I can settle Safari Series, but I prefer WrestleMania, the biggest pay per view of them all. Have him, may, maybe, maybe because someone mentioned this. I, I think it was Pi mentioned this that he like to see Brock Lesnar win the title, Lashley win that title, but you know. Big E's the champion now, which he deserves it to unify the titles at WrestleMania. We might, who knows, might that might happen? What are your thoughts about that? Oh, I think the rosters is even now still too bloated to just have yeah. one champion. I think it's working really well at the moment to have two champions. Obviously, you got Big E's the face champion on Raw's WWE champion. You got Roman, the Universal champion, doing their separate things. So I don't think it's the time to be unifying. Any championships? Okay, okay, and we're gonna have a draft tomorrow on SmackDown. Uh, so we'll, that will be. I think you mentioned about AEW, but you watched the last AEW pay-per-view. I heard good things about the uh, AEW All Out. I mean, AEWs have their momentum. What are your thoughts on the AEW product so far? Oh, the pay-per-view was absolutely fantastic. It felt like. I didn't watch wrestling when the Outsiders thing happened, but I mm. felt like this generation's Outsiders moment when obviously CM Punk returned, had his match, and then Adam Cole came out. I'm like, oh, maybe we got hurt up for Daniel Bryan, but that was still cool. And then Daniel Bryan showed up on the same night. It was just one of the best pay-per-view endings I've seen in a long time. Wow, yeah. I, I didn't get to see the pay-per-view, but I got to watch, see the highlights posted, people posted on YouTube. And and then of course I saw I followed on Twitter they went pitch. There's Adam Cole because people expect Daniel Bryan or I should say Brian Danielson, um, Adam Cole appear, um, with the, joining with the the elite with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks in them and then here comes Brian Danielson. Now speaking of Brian Danielson, were you surprised that Brian Danielson signed with AEW? Uh, no, I'm not really surprised. Obviously, he's, uh, from what I understand, he wanted to wrestle other people uh, throughout the world. He wanted to wrestle in Japan. So I can see his, see his motivation because um, John Moxley, like Dean Ambrose, has been doing the same thing and wrestling on the independence as well. Okay, okay, true. And, and we mentioned about CM Punk, who's been absent for seven years, return. And I know you mentioned, I, I remember the, I mean, his first debut at EW. I've been watching that reaction like more than once <laughs> on YouTube that, that reaction I haven't heard that pop for a long long time what are your thoughts about this CM Punk return to wrestling which debut in it oh his return was just fantastic you couldn't write that any better if you tried it's the, obviously the right place to do it it's the right time to do it uh, the 
the crowd were incredibly receptive. It was really cool to see. It's one of those things in wrestling, like, you know, never say never, but that's one of those things where if he never returned to wrestling, it wouldn't have surprised me. So to see that he's back and enjoying things is good to see. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. And maybe I should save it for a later different subject, but if any, if AEW didn't exist, you think CM Punk never returned to wrestling? Or maybe at some point you'll talk to WWE, possible potential return? Uh, yeah, unless there was another company that would be willing to give him the money he was asking for. I don't know how much it is, but obviously he's a smart businessman. I'm not I'm not really sure. I feel like it wouldn't have been the same if he returned to WWE because seeing all the remarks he had about it, things like that would have been like, you know, the evil empire gets everyone back sort of thing. It wouldn't have been as special, in my opinion. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And plus, you know, you get to debut at his hometown, Chicago United at the United Center, we don't know if he'll be able to even debut at his own or return at his own hometown if it, he returned back to the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. And I believe he had some heat with some other people besides Vince McMahon and Triple H. And do you hear about that? Do you hear that um, on Dynamite this past Wednesday? What was it? Um, I can't remember what, what you remember. I, I think it was MJF cut a promo and mentioned about Bruce Pritchard and CM Punk say, the, what, what did he say exactly on the commentary? Say something about push. There's nothing to brag about or something like that. You heard about that? Uh, no, I didn't. No, I can't remember the exact words. What was it? Something about Bruce Pritcher because MJF kind of poem about Bruce Pritcher, who's a Booker in WWE right now. Um, and then he say there's nothing special about. It. He like put Bruce Pritcher down basically on the commentary. <laughs> so, but you know and. That kind of remind me of that of your book in a sense, with his past history with WWE behind backstage. With you know what, after you know he left WWE, make a shoot on the podcast. That's what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. There's wrestlers that have hate with everyone. It's like unavoidable. Like I if you watch every year when there's an award show, like the Grammys or the Oscars, you go on Twitter and people be like, "This person was robbed. This person was snubbed." This person shouldn't have won. That's once a year. Wrestling's like that every show. Right. Okay. Okay. And now, now, just not, not this past Wednesday, but last Wednesday, we had this fantastic match. The American Dragon, Brian Donaldson versus Kenny Omega. None title match. I'm, we got it for free TV, but they've wrestled 30 minutes. What are your thoughts on that match? Um, well, it didn't happen in the first 20 minutes. Of the show, like I said, so I still haven't been able to watch it, which has been uh, quite frustrating. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, now, um, <clears throat> now which now with let's back to WWE, which beat you won the WWE Championship over Bobby Lashley. What are your thoughts on that? On um, Bobby Lashley, I mean not Bobby Lashley, on um, Big E win the WWE title. Yeah, it was really uh, cool to see. Um, so Raw comes on uh, 10 a.m. Tuesday morning here. So mm -hmm. I normally don't watch it live, but like I can because I work evenings when my work was open. But yeah, so I had that spoiled for me already. Mm -hmm. like, still, it was cool to watch and see him um, get the winners. One of those people that's been around for a, a long time. And it's finally cool to see him climb up to the main event. That's one thing I don't really like about current WWE. It seems like if you're a mid-carder, Five years from now, you're going to be a mid-carder. Ten years from now, you're going to be a mid-carder. 
and now slowly they're pushing people up to the main event scene. Yeah, I mean, look at what happened with Drew McIntyre or even Bobby Lashley, and they both left or got released from the company at some point, and they come back. It takes a while to get pushed in the main event spot. Um, and now, and now, Big E. Now, do you believe Big E should? They should wait until Big E win the WWE title at WrestleMania instead. Maybe because I always thought in my mind, when he won the Money in the Bank, I thought maybe he'll cash in the Money in the Bank at WrestleMania of next year against be the one that beat Roman Reigns for the US title, which will make sense in terms of story, telling story. But he's the one that dethroned Roman Reigns. What are your thoughts? I think it's the right time. Obviously, they wanted some good press, considering they've been dragged. Lately, as compared to AEW, so they wanted a face champion uh, people can get behind. I feel like they built up Roman so much that Brock and maybe The Rock are the only people that seem like legitimate contenders to ending this reign. No pun intended, but they've built him up as like completely indestructible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you believe we will see Roman Reigns versus The Rock possible next year, WrestleMania? Or maybe the um, kind of feel like it's wishful thinking, but there also seems to be strong hints mm-hmm. towards it because a lot of people don't understand is when you sign a movie contract, it means you can't do a lot of things. That's why a lot of actors have like stunt doubles, even though they do the stunts because they get injured. It stuffs the whole production up. So obviously they don't want to go let a wrestler that's sorry an actor go to a wrestling match and then get injured while they're shooting a movie and stuffs the whole production schedule up so knowing the rocky might have movies lined up for the next five years but if you ever get a break in between shooting and be cool to see that's true that's true yeah you remember where best meal be take place next year i can't remember where that isn't la isn't it i think it's la but don't quote me on that okay okay because because that will be if it is in la and people you could listen if it's uh let me know if I'm mistaken. WrestleMania is it in LA next year or is it the year after? Um, but um, but anyways, it, let's assume if WrestleMania take place at LA next year, that would make sense with The Rock versus Wolverines if he's available. That would be something that's probably one of the rare WWE dream matches. And when I say rare dream matches, let's face it, what other dream matches we haven't seen? Maybe maybe Big E versus Roman Reigns if you want to call it a dream match. Um, um, but yeah, Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. Now let's say The Rock couldn't do it. Who you like to see headlining against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania next year? Um, I'm really not quite sure if they're going to have anyone to build up. Then I have to build them up huge to be on a Roman Reigns' level. As you see, he's been booked as um, indestructible, like no matter what. Like, he comes out on top, like, sure, he'll, like, do the heelish thing and sometimes, like, crawl his way out of it, but he's still been a very dominant champion. So, unless he can do an underdog-style story with someone, I think someone really needs to be built up to be on his level between now and WrestleMania. Okay, okay, yeah. So, it will be interesting where this lead-ups to, especially, and it's especially with, you know, we get me where the role movies will be heading for next year was me if we are we're about to hit October tomorrow or here in the States. Um yeah here in the future we're already there buddy. <laughs> You're in the future and and speaking in the future and where that means you know 
Halloween's coming up. Do you watch any late lately horror movies? Yeah, I watched the uh, movie Malignant. Oh, oh I, I saw that. that What'd you think? I, I thought it was I, I was tripping with that that um spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it. Uh, that character name uh was the name the Gabriel who was in the prison do all these kung fu stuff <laughs> with the knives killing these ladies and the cops. I, I, I thought it was good, really good. Now, I didn't get scary or anything, but I thought it was pretty good horror film. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I loved it. Like, it does go into cheesy territory, but it's like a throwback of just old school slasher movies. Like, sure, the premise can be a bit ridiculous, but there's still some genuinely <laughs> eerie moments. And there was, if you love gory movies, it's definitely up there. I've seen my fair share of gory movies, and uh, yeah, that's definitely on the list. Definitely. Now, do you believe with that way? And do you believe they might make part two? Um, I'm not quite sure. See how it goes and what's the what the budget was. I'd be cool to see it. It'd be cool to see new horror franchises like we have the tried and true franchises, like Halloween. Halloween Kills is coming out soon. Our cinemas will finally be reopened, so. Could go see it, but um, yeah, it's good. Any any new horror franchise, it's cool to see. Yeah, I, I like to see part two. I remember because in the spoiler again, uh, when Gable, when this girl got, got Gable trapped in, I guess you say it, a cell, and then he will be getting out. He'll find a way to get it out. So I'm assuming maybe maybe they could make part two. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, now you mentioned about Halloween Kills. I I saw the trailer. It looks pretty good. What are your thoughts uh, uh, on the Halloween Kill? Yeah, I'm keen to see it. I haven't watched the trailer yet because I want to like go in blind for it. But we all know what we're in for for Halloween movies. There's there's a million of them. It's a tried and true formula, but I enjoy it. True. And Halloween Kill, which is by the way, I found out a couple of days ago, not just only come out in theaters, but it will come on Peacock. Believe it or not, the same day it's coming on theaters. Um, so I'm, might I'll try to go see it on theaters. If not, I'll probably see it on uh, which on Peacock maybe. We'll we'll see on um, Halloween Kills. Now, uh, if there's any other horror films you plan to check out later this year or this month or in October that you want to check out? Um, not that comes to mind in October, but there's a movie that comes out. Next year, hopefully, they'll get the title. It's called Black Phone. It has Ethan Hawke in it. The premise to that sounded really interesting about these kids. They get like trapped in a room and all they have is a phone that has like messages from the previous people that have been trapped. How to get out. That sounded uh, really cool. Uh, whatever movies are coming out here at the moment have just been all over the place because our cinemas are shut. So, when it like, for example, our cinemas shut here when the Suicide Squad came out. So I still haven't seen that. So oh, really? I've avoided oh. spoilers so far. So please don't tell me. But yeah, like for example, that we haven't got to see here yet, and things like that. Okay. Yeah, the new Suicide Squad is pretty good. So um, I enjoy it. So that's my feedback, basically. Um, now, now, is there any bad horror films you have seen so far this year? Um, trying to think, bad horror films that I saw. This year, there was one, but it was it was very forgettable. So I can't remember what it is. I feel like that's <laughs> the worst one. But as you know, I intentionally seek out like incredibly bad horror movies that are so bad 
they're yeah. fun sort of thing, like uh, the Velocipasta, uh, Mega Shark vs Giant Octopus, those sort of movies. I absolutely love them. Um, Pre COVID, would have all you know, bad movie nights and Halloween parties for that. So yeah, I love those sort of like terribly cheesy horror movies. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think I seen, I seen a couple ones just like last weekend, and I guess the other day, and they're both on Netflix, and I can't remember what's it called. Let me think. the The one from last week's called. Oh, I think the last week is called Red Blood Sun. I think that's the call. It's about vampires, basically. Uh, in a this late girl, this mother, uh, try to take care of a child, and she's sick, but she's actually a vampire. Basically, and she's in the plane, and there were hijacks, and let's say everything was uh, all hell break loose. Basically, just put it that way. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's an okay movie, and another one I watched on Netflix. What's the name of the, uh, the other day? Something book, something book, and I can't remember. It's about this witch, this witch. She this lady's a witch. Um, have her, this boy become. Uh, tell her a good haunted, like horror story or something like that. Or Is it that Babadook? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. That one I thought it was okay. You, you see that movie? Uh, no, I haven't seen it, but uh, no. I've heard mixed responses on it, so it's not at the top of my list. No, but okay. I'll probably check it out one day. Okay, yeah, it, um, that one's okay. Those are the two recent horror. I guess you want to call horror uh, horror films I've seen so far. The last, uh, the last two weeks. Um, now, how and let's talk about horror characters. Um, now I don't know if we have talked about this in the past. And now something different is that if you want to create a horror character, who you, what you know what? Let's rewind back. Create a horror character. I know for a short period of time, but create a horror character and tell me that this. Uh, share your creation if you don't have a creation that's okay well, i'd probably do like more uh a patrick bateman style character find more scary people are just complete sociopaths have no remorse for anyone but they manage to just you know mask themselves and get through society and they can be all around you i find that be more um chilling than you know like michael myers is coming for you in a jumpsuit with a knife and a mask on like you can kind of see that coming that's the sort of uh, idea I'd go for. Go for oh, okay, okay, okay. I gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. And now, um, now let's see. Um, now I heard. Now I think sometime this month, and I think they're gonna show it. It will be a new TV series of Child's Play with Chucky. You heard about that? Oh, I did now. You did not? Oh, really? Well, it's going to be on USA Network. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't remember what date was it. I think it's on, it could be on Wednesday, maybe. But it, they, it's, I think it's a different voice, I think, that plays Chucky. I'm not sure about that. Um, for, so people um, don't quote me on it. So, yeah, it's going to be a new TV series of Child's Play with Chucky. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Chucky. Um because I think he's a little annoying doll, which I want to step on his head. <laughs> but step on him or whatever. But yeah, now, what is the... Is, let's continue to talk about 
characters. What's the most overrated characters in horror? Most overrated characters in horror? That is a good question. I'll have to think. I'll let you go first while I, while I think of this one. Most overrated character. Let me think. Uh, I have to think on that one. Wow. Most overrated character. Let's see. I, I like Jason. I like Michael Meyer. I guess Freddy Krueger is kind of in the sense. I mean, I don't hate Freddy Krueger. I think he's a good character. I mean, he's the reason why I don't like to sleep in my room by myself when I was a kid. <laughs> um, most overrated. That's kind of hard. And to be honest with you, that's pretty hard. I just, so something for me to think about too. And um, you have it. You have a character in mind? Yeah, I think that um, Frankenstein's monster, like in the original novel, he's presented as an intelligent person and things like that. And you see, like in um, in later movies and all depictions of that, the the monster is just depicted as like being being incredibly dumb and like can't talk, which is a complete opposite of uh, what's presented in the, in the book. So they did a complete 180 on that one. So I feel like they took a lot of the, uh, the interesting aspects of the monster out of, um, out of the Frankenstein book and just to like, yeah, just like, Oh, he's just this dumb creature now. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Who do you think's the most underrated character? Jigsaw. 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 Okay. I know people like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like a lot of older horror fans don't give Saw credit. They're like, oh, this this stupid. It makes no sense. A lot of the stuff that happens in the movies is too convenient. But I'm like, you guys grew up on like Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees where like Michael will die at the end. The next movie, he's back again with no explanation and it just keeps going. Like you can't give his sore crap for having plot holes or just super convenient things happen when the like Jason and Michael Myers, like Halloween and Friday the 13th movies, like pretty much have um, no continuity whatsoever. Right, right, okay. Do you like to say, and we, let's talk about these characters. We already saw Jason and Freddy crossover, which is a pretty cool movie. Do you like to see the other character crossover? Maybe like Michael Myers or Jason or Michael Myers Jigsaw, for example. Yeah, I'd like to see some crossover movies so long as there is a winner. I hate they always do the copy out that, you know, it's always a draw. Um, I think Michael, like Michael Myers versus Jason would be the, the one everyone's clamoring for, but it'd be hard to do when they're both, you know, quiet killers and they have, um, depending which one you watch, whether they have superpowers or not. So it'd be hard, especially it'd be one of those movies that would probably have to end in a draw, but we have two characters that are that are very similar. It's hard to make the match interesting as well. Okay, okay, okay. Now, if there's one horror film you want to see, it needs a reboot. Which horror film would you like to see that needs a reboot? Horror film that needs a reboot. I'll have to think about that. Hmm. 
Yeah, I can't really give you an answer. Like, there's been so many horror movies that have been been remade, and people get out. It used to be one of them. They're like, oh, well, they need to stop remaking all these movies. And then you get all you realize. Well, it introduces them to a new audience. They check out the remake. They'll check out the original and realize, oh, there's there's a lot of um older movies that they may enjoy more, and they they check it out. A lot of my introduction to horror movies were from remakes because I'd go to the cinema and see them. Like. Oh, there's an original of that. I'll go check that out. Yeah. Do you do you see movies that you like that are the reboot versions are, and it could be any movies, including horror, um, that reboots are, versions are better than the original? Um, yeah, I probably get some heat for this, but um, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead I enjoyed a lot more than uh, the original. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. I for me, I think the it and it part two reboots better than the old version, personally. Um, I thought because the the original, the clown, <laughs> it wasn't that scary, even though I don't like clowns. But I mean, it looked like Bozo the clown. But from the it, the clown now looks terrifying. I guess you want to say. But I, I enjoyed the reboot, even though the stories or whatever is similar, but it's a little. I guess the, I guess maybe the design, but if that makes any sense now. Do you now let me ask you this? You mentioned about reboot. Do you believe reboots kind of ruin um Hollywood? That they can't come up with it, like original ideas for any movies including horror films? Well, I kind of feel like it's that's a vote with your wallet situation. So before lockdowns and stuff, I go to the cinemas at least once a week. There's a lot of movies that come out that aren't based on anything, they aren't a reboot, they aren't a superhero movie, and people don't go and support them, they don't see them. Like people I talk to, they're like oh, there's never any good movies out. And I'm like, oh, what movies have you seen? And they tell me, like, the top 10 highest grossing movies of the year as it's the blockbuster they went and see. I'm like, well, if people aren't supporting these, like, movies, well, they're not going to make make more of them. There's plenty of um, movies that are original work. You just have to look around a bit. And obviously they'll have, like, less sessions and things like that and they don't have as much of a budget. True, true. Okay, now, now we've seen, like, so many Halloween movies – as we mentioned, or or Nightmare on Street, uh, or or Friday the Thirteenth, do you believe it's just? I mean, like for example, Halloween, which we will say Halloween Kills, and I find out just I think two weeks ago that Halloween Kills is not the the last movie. They're planning to make another one called Halloween Ends, uh, which will be the next one. By the way, uh, that's what I'm being told. Uh, do you believe they should stop it? sooner or you would like to see them continue to make that Halloween series or the next or the next Friday the Dirty movie or so on um with Halloween like after Halloween end comes out they give it a break for a while but it's a story that's just become almost like mythology it'll get told again and again it's cool as far as Friday the 13th goes the last Friday the 13th movie came out in 2009 so over 10 years ago because there's been some legal dispute over between the writers over it, so there's been two fan films. There's Never Hike Alone, and I think the sequel has a very similar name. So you can watch them on YouTube and stuff. It's cool they do like a tribute thing because it's incredibly hard to get the rights at the moment. That's why the Friday the Thirteenth game isn't having any updates. So I'd really like to see them sort that situation out and bring uh, Jason back to the back to the screen. So yeah, I'd really like Friday the Thirteenth to to come back while Halloween chills for a bit after Halloween ends. Yeah, and 
Did you ever play that Friday the 13th video game before? Yeah, I played it a little bit, but it, it took like sometimes like 10, 15 minutes to to find a game and I couldn't really get the hang of it and I never got to play as Jason. And then when I got to play as Jason, I was horrible at playing as Jason. So I feel like Dead by Daylight and those other games have kind of taken over or, or Predator have taken over that field because they can't get any updates to it. It's just kind of kind of dead in the water. Is it? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I, w- I was wondering if it's worth buying or not. Um, probably, I probably won't end up buying it, but yeah. Now, and speaking of horror fuel games, do you, do you like to see, what horror character do you like to see that deserve to make it like a fuel game? What horror character would I like to see in a video game? What? It's more of a thriller, so you cop out on this one character, but considering how many Battle Royale games there are, like Fortnite and Warzone and all this, mm. I want Battle Royale, the movie and the book, the original one, to bring out their own Battle Royale game and make it super gory. No one could say, oh, they copied Fortnite and Warzone and all this stuff yeah. because it was it was their idea. Like A lot of people haven't even heard of the Battle Royale movie, which is a shame because it's influenced so many video games and, and movies at the moment. And yeah, I'd love to see I'd love to see like just a really gory battle royal game like that. That that would be that would make a lot of profit if they if they made the game like that. Um all gory and stuff. So, oh, head coming off, <laughs> guts coming out, all that stuff. That would be making a lot of money. I like to see I'm bad with battle royal games. I mean I mean, don't get me started with Fortnite. I mean, my nephew who is six year old is probably better in Fortnite than me right now. <laughs> and I'm pretty bad at Fortnite. Um, and I'm only played two times. Oh, that's it. That's pretty much it. Um, which, um, which horror movies or which horror characters who don't hear much that deserve some love or deserve to be make? Like maybe make another part, like another sequence, part two, but we never seen part two. Um, that is a a good question. A lot of horror movies I tend to like are just one off movies or they're um they're foreign movies. Um, I'm just giving you a heads up. There's a storm starting here, so if you hear a lot of loud noises, oh. that's why. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hey. Horror stuff right there, <laughs> but yeah, yeah okay. It's fitting the horror theme of this podcast so far, got some ambient effects. <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you go. Yeah, and so now, now let's see. Now, is there now? I know you mentioned about um, are you playing a go trick or treat? Oh, actually, you're in lockdown. That's right. Um. If, now, assuming there's lockdown ends on Halloween, you plan to go trick or treat? Um, probably not. I'm also just have a party at um at my place. But even when we come out of lockdown, there's a lot of uh, restrictions here, so I don't think we'll get any trick or treaters this year. And mm. I used to live like right on a on a highway, so I'd get plenty of trick or treaters, especially where you could see like my house with all the decorations from like from the busy highway. But I don't live there. Anymore, so well, it's a bit more tucked away now. But yeah, I'll probably just do something quiet this year, which is a shame because I pretty much did the same thing last year. But I don't have any control over that. So what can you do? Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Bummer. Yeah, I I remember I 
I think it was like a couple months ago when you guys were locked down. So I think it was on TikTok. Uh, there was like they do use military to make sure they in house stay home. Is that true? Yeah, Florida states get pretty hectic. More so in um in Western Sydney, in most cases, and in Melbourne, which I don't live in either of those places. So that's fortunate. But yeah, it's getting uh. The government overreach here is getting pretty uh, disgusting. Like, I know they have to deal with this virus somehow, but I think they've really overreached and, uh, and upset the people. Yeah, that's, that's just ridiculous. And you know how I feel about politicians. So, hey, that's your yeah. heart. <laughs> now my pockets will be probably shut down now after uh, I was being good, trying to be nice, but not really. But yeah, and now. Which now we mention which horror character you like to see that deserve a TV show or that have a series? I mean, we got. I mean, I won't say character actually. Let me take it back. Like we, we got. I get and you guys see the coming Charles play TV series. Which character you or which, um, in terms of theme of horror, you like to see as a TV series? Uh, as a TV series, I'm not quite sure. You need definitely need either multiple characters or an anthology series because I feel like horror mostly works as a, a one-off, like a movie. It's hard to keep the tension up yeah. over over a whole series, in my opinion. That's how I just feel. I'm not a, a huge TV show person, so like from what I hear, American Horror Story is pretty good or things like that, but yeah, I very rarely watch um, TV shows. I watched Heels, and that's about the only recent TV show I've watched in, in years. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, gotcha. Okay, now... Switching gears. Um, <clears throat> now let's see. Now, wow. I guess I cover basically every every questions. <laughs> basically, but anyways. Now, um, let me let me think. Let me think. I, I'm going break right now. Sorry about that, man. Shit. Oh well. I, I know I had that one question and I can't remember right now. That, that slip of my mind right now. Wow. What was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? But I'll give you a question. Have you been watching Heels? Well, which one? Have you been watching the show Heels? Heels? No, I haven't. I haven't. Oh, is, okay. it, is it pretty good? Yeah, it's really good if you're into uh into wrestling. It pretty much um covers it as accurately as you could. Aside from they show in like indie wrestling, they have scripts, which isn't really a thing. But for mm-hmm. for just explaining it to the general audience, it makes. It makes the most sense, but yeah, it's actually really, really good so far, at least. Yeah, I saw the trailer, and I know that guy, um, Stephen, Stephen, Amo, Amo, yeah, who was in the Green Arrow show, um, playing that show, and I'm like, oh, and I saw the preview. It looks good. It's only on, I think it's only on Stars here, here in the USA, and I was like, I like when is that? I need to check that show out, but I don't have Stars right now, but um. I need to check that out, but yeah. And now, is there now which if you now, if you have and I know I probably asked you this question before I'll ask you this again. If you, if this is up to you to eliminate not to eliminate to eliminate we we seen like zombies, we seen vampires, we seen Dracula's monster and this and that. If there's something you want to come up with, a, like a very original characters or character, 
what you're going to create. It could be it could be the same what you just told me earlier, but um, what which characters you would like to choose or to create to make your own horror film? Um, well, some people might not consider it a horror book, but obviously with Liam Hollow, I think that it work it work better as a film. But obviously, I don't have the money or the patience to do that because I feel like um, when I wrote it, I I obviously know how what I wrote was meant to be interpreted. And the people that, are, that have read it haven't really interpreted it the same way. But if I could visualize it, that could that could work a lot a lot better. Like I feel like people are like oh, there's not much like blood and guts in it or anything. But I feel like it's more of a psychological thing. Like that could be you. Like any person could just go down the path of like I keep doing bad things, nothing bad happens to me. Should I keep doing it? Is basically the the, the story of Liam Hollis. Okay. Okay. I got one character in mind, and I was thought about doing like a kind of like a novel story post on fan fiction. So people want to take my idea, go ahead, take, but give me credit. Um, it's you know, it's not but use that character, the fiend, Bray Wyatt, his character, but make it as a horror theme, basically. Uh, which is which I thought would be kind of cool, make it like a movie of some sort with the I'm kind of surprised with WWE. Maybe because due to COVID, um, we have their own studio. They make use the film Bray Wyatt as the part of the movie in the horror film. We use their WWE studio. What are your thoughts? Oh, absolutely! I think that's a, a brilliant idea. I think it's the same myself. They could have done so much with it. Bray Wyatt's to get into wrestling. Like, if that's what he wants to do, keep wrestling, sure. But I feel like his calling's going to horror movies. Like, even though WWE obviously owns the rights to the Fiend, they could do something similar. He yep. has a presence, like they can make a similar mask, that sort of thing. I think he'd he could do well as like a new slasher style character is what I'd I'd like to see. So yeah, if you want to post something in, in fan fiction that looks like that, go ahead, dude. I'd love to read it. Yeah, I'll, I'll see what I could do. And yeah, and you know, now let's talk about Bray Wyatt. There were rumors about him possible coming to AEW. What are your thoughts about those rumors? Um, I feel like it's inevitability. Hopefully they can book him better than what's happening in WWE, but it's a very um it's a very hard character to book. You don't wanna blur the lines from getting too cheesy and over the top, but you also wanna make him like a threat and hard to destroy. So yeah, it's a, some difficult booking, but booking that pays off because people um really love Bray Wyatt and the Fiend character. Yeah. Do you believe do you believe that WWE missed the boat the way they handled the Fiend character? Because I thought they had this good thing going since they built up that character, the Fiend and Bray Wyatt, and they have a good thing going in the crowd, the crowd reaction, this and that, and now all of a sudden they, I mean, they have him lose to Randy Orton at Russell, I believe at WrestleMania or at whatever paper film he was. It was WrestleMania. Was it WrestleMania? Yeah, the Fiend. I mean, with you know, and then you got the storyline with him and Alyssa Bliss, which I found was a decent storyline, which changed Alyssa Bliss' character um, a little bit. But do you believe they missed that boat, which Bray Wyatt could be a big threat for, like, say, Roman Reigns? Oh, absolutely. I feel like they maybe should have. People suggested, and I kind of agree, ditch the whole basic, like, Bray Wyatt, we see him all happy in the sweatshirt, just have him. Full fiend, but he absolutely destroys people. Obviously, the Undertaker 
is retired now or claims to be. He should have been the person to be that new supernatural character. Comes out, absolutely destroys them. Like maybe he'll lose to a big main event guy with some shenanigans going on, but they really could have had him as the new like gothic style character that people into like all dark style characters really enjoyed. But I, I don't know what's going on there. People said he had some personal problems. I'm sure that like grieving over um, Brody Lee, whether that's true or not, we'll be we'll find out. But yeah, it's very uh very odd booking. Very odd book. Yeah, I remember. Speaking of book, I remember his match with, or he has that feud with Seth Rollins in the Hell in the Cell. Oh man, don't get me started. <laughs> get me started, but you know. And what are you talking about this whole how they do with the Elizabeth character? Yeah, it just seems like they're basically like it's not her fault. She's just there to do her job, but it yeah. seems like they're basically giving her the, the gimmick now and dropped, dropped the supernatural stuff, which they kind of had to because she was like wrestling matches and basically using like telekinesis and and stuff like that which isn't really going to work too much in in matches i feel like they could do a lot of a lot of over-the-top stuff in the thunderdome era like i feel like no matter what time it is people say oh wrestling's bad now and then 10 years ago by and they were like oh wrestling was better back then even though they were saying wrestling was better back then back then but um some of the stuff they did in the thunderdome like with uh with all the like weird supernatural stuff and Randy Orton getting set on fire. Uh, I mean, Bray White getting set on fire. That stuff was cool and could never been done again in front of a live audience. So they did some interesting stuff. I thought when they had no crowds. That's true. That's true. Do you believe that that character, Lisa Bliss is no longer issue back to the original character possible when that she come back? Uh, I think she'll kind of stick with the gimmick she's going for now. It, it's uh. No. It's got over for it's working for. Okay, okay. Now let's let's say they never fired Bray Wyatt. Do you believe we may see a few between Bray Wyatt and Lisa Bliss? Because they didn't really um believe they didn't really I don't know what what's what's the word I'm looking for because for, starting from WrestleMania, she turned mm-hmm. on turned against him during that match with Randy Orton this past WrestleMania and then and then all of a sudden he he they look like they're going to have a few, or look like we may have him return to SummerSlam, possible maybe a few with a little bliss. Maybe do you believe that we will have seen a few between those two? Maybe be able to maybe the first WWE intergender match, maybe at the pay per view. Oh, if they did, I feel like it'd be like that match. Um, Randy wouldn't have against Alexa Bliss, they'd just do oh. all the, the supernatural gimmicks and they wouldn't really like wrestle, maybe a cinematic match. Maybe would have worked between them. That would have been quite cool. Come to think of it, but even then, WWE very rarely does intergender True. contact. So I feel like it'd be handicapped to a point. Wouldn't come out that great. Yeah, you believe that this if they do have the like to use the supernatural power, do you believe they would do do that with the crowd or at the Thunderdome area era? I feel like they do it a full like cinematic match, just like a filmed. Segments oh. the only way I can really see it, see it working well. To be honest, just like the Bray Wyatt John Cena sense. And yeah, like that sort of match. I'm sorry, like okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay, okay. Now, um, hey, we can use that Alyssa Bliss character as a part of horror. I'm surprised the WWE didn't capture that regarding they use that WWE studio, <laughs> but they use that Alyssa Bliss character. Maybe, maybe they will someday. You think they'll use that character? Be part of the 
WWE studio in the horror film? Uh, possibly. It's the same what they've done with the um, Undertaker, uh, Fear the Undertaker, I think it's called, thing on Netflix. A lot of people are like saying it's stupid or whatever, but I think it's really cool. Cool thing to expand out there. Obviously, Undertaker is like rooted in kind of like horror gothic style stuff. So, yeah, I think it think it's cool. I think they should expand on their creepier characters and do cool things with them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I believe they did that with um, Kane. Uh, what movie was it? See No Evil, first one, yeah. and second one, second one, and but using their WWE studios. I'm surprised they haven't do that with Bray Wyatt or nor Alyssa Bliss. Or so. We'll see. Excuse me. Now, anyways, but anyways, we have talked a lot of things. Uh, you have talked about your book. <clears throat> wow, I'm about to lose my voice. That's why. That's why I get for for bashing the politicians so much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I have Twitter, so I can bash them on Twitter. Uh, but anyways, uh, but anyways, we we have talked a lot of good stuff. Um, talk about your book. We talk about a little bit wrestling. Brock Lesnar, AEW, CM Punk, Brian Danielson. Um, oh, here's one question: Do you believe AEW is the number one promotion, or you think WWE is still one number one promotion in North America right now? Uh, I'm not sure about North America, but I think the advantage a lot of people in North America don't realize is WWE is truly global. Before like COVID, they they go over, all over the world. They go to go to India. They come to Australia. They go to Japan. They get a full packed out arena. It truly, is world wrestling entertainment because their travel schedule is that hectic. They could go all over the world. Yeah. I feel like AEW is getting really big in North America, but it's still still not that big. Like here, I, know, I talk to a few people watch AEW, but unless like another thing WWE has, it's um, very accessible. Like AEW, you can get Fight TV, do things like that. But if say you have cable TV here, you can watch WWE, which pay you get the network. So um, AEW doing really well for himself, but I still think WWE is number one worldwide. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, number one worldwide. I agree. Okay, okay, okay. Got you, got you. But anyways, now it's good talking to you again and. We talk a lot of stuff, and you're welcome to come back as usual if you're up to it. Oh, absolutely. I'll, uh, thank you again for having me. I'll just plug my uh, uh, book again. It's a novella. It's 52 print pages long. Um, if you're after a good pick-me-up happy story, this book isn't for you, but um, <laughs> it's called Liam Hollow. You can get it on Amazon.com tomorrow if you're in the U.S. or Amazon.com.au today as a Kindle ebook, or you can get it as a paperback. People have ordered already and got their copies already, which I'm a bit salty about because I still don't have mine and I wrote it. Really? But yeah, um, people have been really supportive of it so far. I don't know whether they've actually read it or not, but they've been supportive of um of me writing it. And there's just yeah, people that I didn't expect just said, oh hey, you, the copy of your book I ordered got already. So thank you everyone for supporting it. Something I just thought I'd do over lockdown, and yeah. People have been incredibly generous to buy a copy, and it's greatly appreciated. If you like kind of darker sort of stories, check it out. Check it, check out, and order it on Amazon. It's available on Amazon, as he said. And yeah, you know, I uh, maybe maybe I'm thinking of doing another roundtable, PW roundtable. I'm thinking of doing two, three times a year, maybe. Um, maybe I and I already talked to Alex about it. 
uh, when he was on my podcast last time. I, mean, I was thinking of doing the what if professional wrestling. Like, for example, what if uh, Hulk Hogan never was the third guy in the NWO? We talk about that. And you're, if you want to up for it, I'll let you know. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, I'm always keen on it. I'm like, I feel like the Joey Diaz of this podcast. I'm always, always <laughs> popping in. So I greatly appreciated you being flexible with the, with your podcast. So I could come on and get some cheap plugs in for my book. So thank you again for having me. Definitely, definitely. And man, we we need to. I need to keep track of how many times you've been on my podcast. <laughs> you keep had the standings and stuff. But you're, I think you have the most. I think you have to set the new record, the most appear on my podcast. I think as of right now, I have to check. <laughs> but anyways, but thanks for talking again. Anyways, uh, and is there anything you want to plug in like Twitter besides Twitter, uh, plugging for your beside your book? Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, OnlyFans, everything you can think of. It's all vote Fergus. Sweet and simple. Okay. Um, st- I see that you still try to win for president. <laughs> so watch it. Watch out, Keegan. They didn't forget about you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, so I'll quickly plug that too. So the next Kingdom Wrestling Entertainment show is in is in December. Um, people think my campaign's laying low. Things have been kind of quiet at the late. The lately things have been happening in the background. Uh, things are about to get real. That's all I'll say. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, anyways, um, everyone follow me on Twitter, PDH10. Let's talk podcast has a Facebook page. Uh, I post new episode, I announce new guests, all that good stuff. Let's talk podcast is available from all nine different platforms, which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode, from nine different platforms, such as Anchor. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and, and Radio Public. The next Let's Talk podcast will return this Saturday night, which Chasing the Rap Nerd will make his return, which we'll talk about the Mortal Kombat movie. We also will talk about the Black Widow movie. And we also will we'll create our own Mortal Kombat ca- characters. And plus much, much more. So stay tuned for this Saturday night on Let's Talk Podcast. So everyone, stay safe. Have a good night. We're well here in the United States. We're almost hit October. I know in Australia, you're already in October. And so Halloween's coming up. So stay safe. Wear a mask, please. And good night, everyone.